I'm pretty fired up because this week has been pretty amazing. And those of you who were here, you know. Those of you who weren't here, I'm sorry. I hope you were here Friday, though, because that was your ticket. Remember I said, if you ain't in 7th through 12th grade, you can't come, but Friday is your time. So if you weren't here Friday, I'm just sorry, man. But listen, every year, I wanted to talk about this just real quick. Every year, um, something kind of crazy happens before the event. And I, I definitely believe in spiritual warfare, you know. I, I, but a lot of people, they go too far. Like, you know, they blame everything on the devil. <laughs> they sneeze. Oh, the devil's making me sick, you know. <laughs> But uh, leading up to an event like this, I definitely believe that, you know, hey, there's, there's an attack on people who serve and people who prepare and, and do different things. And so every year before this event, something crazy happens. Like in 2012, we had, you know, just some weird things going on. I'm not going to get into all that. 2013, or October 2013, before that happened, our house, it had an infestation that required us to live in a hotel for a week, the week before October. And then during that time, um, our son Silas, who was like two or three, got bit in the face by a dog, and then he had to go to the ER and get stitches. And so that was just, you know, like, oh my gosh, all this is happening, like right before. Uh, But you know what? It it didn't phase us. It's, It's awesome, really, that God was you know, working through that. October 2014, last year, my son was running around with our little dog, Oso, and he's a little eight-pound Pomeranian, and they just chase each other around and throw the toy around, and somehow this dog managed to dislocate his hip. It popped out a socket, and so that was a lot of drama. My son was crying. Everyone's freaking out. This was, like, right before bedtime, so Brian, wherever he is, Brian went with me to the, the doggy ER, and we sat there till like, 1 a.m., and uh, he ended up being fine, but he had to wear a big, goofy cast and limp around on three legs. And yeah, he's fine now, thank God. But you know, all these weird things happened before, <laughs> before the event, like literally right before. So this year, my wife is like, you know, days away from delivering our third baby, uh, which is awesome. But uh, we were like, man, is this going to happen like on stage? What's going on here? <laughs> you know? You know, all this stuff just always happens right before the event. So we were ready, man. We were like, hey, something's going to happen. But uh, luckily, the worst that happened, our air went out only for one day, and it was a really nice day out. So praise God, that was like the, you know, tip of the iceberg, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) But I'd be praying for us because, yeah, on that note, our, our third baby is due. Her name is Ruby, and she will be here soon. I'm excited. Can't wait. Yeah. But, uh, you know, with all that crazy stuff, none of that could shake us because we had already established in our hearts that God was going to do something incredible. And so it didn't really matter what was happening behind the scenes or in our lives because we knew that God is still God and he had an amazing plan for the event. And this year was no different. Amen. So, man, I'm excited to share. We don't have a video to show you. We will next week. But uh, I just want to show a couple of things. Um, uh, The theme of the event was established because we wanted students to come out of this experience uh, and know once and for all they've established their decision to follow Christ. Uh, And now before service and everything outside, there's all these inflatables and fun things. And uh, the thing that I was most excited about was, you know, you've heard of like a mechanical um, bull. But we got a mechanical shark. And that thing was just awesome. Look, check that thing out, man. Let's just, <laughs> yeah. There's other cool stuff, but you know that that was the highlight of the whole event for me. No, not really. It, it, but that was really cool. Um, and then you know, first night we uh, we had an incredible uh, turnout, an amazing move of God. It was a blast. 
Um, and we talked uh, about establishing our hearts. And you'll see in this picture, I mean, it, we took out all the seats in here. So it was just sitting room only. And it was just a, a packed room at that. And that's just so incredible to see that many young people come together on a school night, you know, and just uh, and experience God. Uh, we talked about this bridge in Paris called Pont des Arts. You'll see a picture of it. And uh, it's known as the Love Lock Bridge. And there's a bunch of these all around the world. But this particular bridge... Uh, it, it had, over the years, accumulated over a million locks that added up to over 90,000 pounds. And so it destroyed this bridge. But we went into the fact that, you know, the cross is a bridge, and it can bear any weight. And so, symbolically, we had the students come up and put a padlock on the cross with their initials and the date on it uh, to, to, to kind of firm that up, maybe just that moment for them of establishing their hearts once and for all. Isn't that amazing? And so, it was a really special moment. And then... My family did one, and so I'm excited about that. It's just special to be able to explain that to Silas and what that all meant. Uh, so that was really, really cool. And then Thursday, uh, another amazing night. And Thursday is always different because Wednesday is our built-in crowd plus, you know, whoever shows up. But Thursday, to me, that's the group that really wants to be there because, you know, Thursday is kind of like a random day of the week, you know. And so Thursday, people showed up, and we closed the, the night out with outdoor worship. It's kind of dark, but that's why, because we're outdoors. Um, and Brian did an amazing job leading us just in acoustic worship, and it was so awesome hearing over 100 teenagers lift their voices to God uh, outside under that tent, and a, just a really, really special moment. And then Friday, we had a concert with Bella Reeve, a worship concert. And again, it's unbelievable to, to see young people lift their voices to Jesus and experience him. I mean, it's, there's nothing like that. This place was packed with young people three nights in a row experiencing God and lifting their voices to Jesus. And it's, it's amazing. And I got to say, one of the highlights for me on Friday was I had a guy approach me, and he was a school bus driver of a local school. He's like, hey, I heard about this event, and uh, <laughs> some kids on my, my bus, you know, told me about it, and he, he's a youth leader at, a, at another church locally, and he said it was so encouraging to hear people on a school bus inviting people to church, and so he, a school bus driver shows up. <laughs> it's just awesome, so praise God for that, and then at the, you know, most importantly, um, we had almost 50 decisions to follow Christ event. So why don't you put your hands together for that? That's just amazing. This picture right here, um, that was after the first night when uh, we gave the salvation call. We said the prayer out here, but then we invited them into this lobby for follow-up so that we can follow through with them and begin this discipleship process. And so the lobby was packed full of young people who had either rededicated their life or come to know him for the first time. And so that excites me. To me, that is what it's all about. You know, we can have awesome bands. We can have mechanical sharks. You know, we can do all kinds of crazy stuff. But at the end of the day, people are coming to know Jesus at a young age, when it's crucial, when this world is pulling at them in all directions, how awesome is it that they've committed their life to Jesus? So why don't you put your hands together one more time for what he's done. So today I'm excited to talk to you guys about uh, this covenant name of God. We've been in this series, and it just worked out perfectly for me to be able to share with you guys today about Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Nisi which means banner, the Lord, my banner. So let's pray real quick. God, we love you so much, and we thank you for your word, your promises. Thank you for the good work that you've done and you're continuing to do in all of our hearts. I pray, Lord, in the next few moments that 
you would just speak in a way that only you can do, God. And um, we're, we're just excited about all you have in store for us, Jesus. And so we open up our hearts. We cast aside any distraction. And we want all that you have for us, Lord. We love you so much. Amen. Hey, um, uh, I, I'm going to start off a little lighthearted uh, with this message. And, and I wanted to, to show you guys this, too. There, I got this video from Friday. I'm, I'm glad y'all are here, actually. This is really cool. We do these goofy games, you know, Wednesdays. And then we, we did a really goofy game uh, at the event called the Party Pinata. And uh, the party pinata is when you, you throw a frisbee at a pinata at the back of the room. And if that frisbee uh, hits the pinata, the room is allowed to just erupt in just party mode, go crazy. And so we thought it'd be fun on Friday since we involved adults. You know, it was all ages to, to have some adults come up and try their hand at the party pinata. And the cool thing was it, the bywaters came up. And so I wanted to show you guys a, a quick video of that. Check this video out real quick. <laughs> Yeah. I contemplated doing the party pinata this morning, but y'all ain't ready for that. All right. Uh, that was a lot of fun, though. It was just really cool. Um, so, you know, we're talking about banner today, Jehovah Nisi. And um, I was raised in a church, same church Jason and Raina went to, where uh, seeing a banner wasn't necessarily an uncommon thing. Right, and I'm not talking about like the banners that you see, you know, in a traditional church down the walls with doves on them and things. But you know, people brought their own banner. (laughs) You know, they're like, "Hey, man, I'm here for Jesus." You know, woo. You know, we we had people who would kick off their shoes and just, you know, get their praise on. You know, and uh, you know, I had a, you know, growing up, we had a little group of friends, and um, we uh, so lovingly referred to this one lady as the ambulance because whenever she felt felt the spirit of God come over her, man, she was like, ooh. You know, like, <laughs> praise God. <laughs> and so we, so seeing a banner, you know, was not an uncommon thing in our church. But seriously, we, we played songs like Victory in Jesus. Y'all know that song? Like, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. See, y'all, some of y'all know that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, third service, man. We'll see what happens in that one. But victory in Jesus. Did you know that Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner, this, this name of God represents victory. It represents victory. And did you know that when we live like the victory really is in Jesus, then we can claim that victory as our own. And it's not our victory. It's the victory that Jesus claimed And we just get to live vicariously through that. And how amazing is it that he extends that to us, a fallen people. He allows us, if we trust him, to enter into his victory. So you can either live in his victory or walk in your defeat. And that's a choice you make. Because, again, it's not your victory. And without his victory, we are lost. We are fallen. Because what he did on that cross, he established once and for all that he would take our sin, our shame, our death, our defeat. And if we put our trust and faith in him, in turn, he extends us his victory. And we get to live in that. Amen? 
So Jehovah Nisi, it's amazing. Through this series, looking at all these names of God, hopefully you've had a chance to grab a card with all these names of God on it, and they're in your chair, I think, if you didn't. But man, it's, it's amazing how deep these names go. Like, I'm, I'm sure Steve and, and Pastor Jason would, would agree that every name of God that we've spoken on so far, there's so much more that could have been said. I mean, it's just, wow, there's so much depth to it. So likewise, with Jehovah Nisi, the Lord's my banner, there's a lot to it. But since we're on the, you know, the tail end of an incredible youth event talking about establishing our hearts, I wanted to tie those two ideas together this morning. Is he your banner? Have you established that you will live in victory? That you are more than a conqueror, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Have you established that in your life today? Have you established that everything you face can have a victorious outcome if you face it with Jesus? Amen? This name of God, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner, it comes from Exodus chapter 17. So we're going to look at it real quick so we have a little bit of background. Exodus chapter 17, starting in verse 8, says, While the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow, I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. The staff of God. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired, he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. After the victory, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder and read it aloud to Joshua. I will erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. What an awesome story. Isn't that incredible? And uh, the cool thing is our kids, um, you know, back here, they just learned that story, I guess, about a month ago. And uh, Silas came home talking about, you know, Moses and Aaron and, and her. And, and I was like, oh, that's cool. What'd you, what'd you, what do you know about that? And he was like, well, I, well, Moses and Aaron and then her. I don't know who she is, but, you know, <laughs> that was funny. But uh, <laughs> out of the mouth of babes, you know. But we're going to take away a few things from this story. First, Moses recognized that he needed to go into this battle with the staff of God. This was the staff that had already performed miracles through the power of God. So people recognized this staff, right? In that day, the word banner didn't always mean what you and I might think. It was less of a flag, and it was actually more of a wooden pole or a staff. So whenever you hear about a banner, it's actually referring to a staff or a pole of some sort, sometimes with a precious metal mounted on top to shine in the sun. It would be lifted up to serve as a rally point for troops during battle, to offer direction to a large group of people, or to be waved as a symbol of victory. So here we see Moses goes up with the staff of God, a banner, if you will, and realizes that as long as he's holding his arms up, holding the banner, Israel would have the advantage. 
God's people would be winning. There's so much more symbolism here, so don't lose me. We talk sometimes about how worshiping God is so important. And maybe you see people in here raising their arms. And I think the lifting of hands is such a, a beautiful thing because, A, you're lifting up control to God symbolically as a sign of surrender. And, B, you're physically moving. And there's power in that. Just like fasting is a way of telling your physical self that your spiritual self wants to grow closer to God, same thing with, with the raising of hands, especially when you don't feel like it because you are reminding your physical self of what's really important, right? So here we see Moses. He's realizing here, wow, as long as my arms are up holding the victory, holding the banner, the staff of God, God's people has the advantage. So especially when we're not feeling like it, the spirit is willing, the body is weak. So here we have Moses in the midst of a battle, raising his arms while holding the banner, the staff of God, representing victory. So here's a question for all of us this morning. What are you raising when you're in the middle of the battle? Like, what are you lifting up when you're in the, the heat of the struggle? What are you raising? Are you raising hell or are you raising hands? Right? Are you letting everybody around you know how miserable you are? Or are you surrendering over to God, giving control to him, and allowing people to know, hey, no matter what my situation looks like, victory is in Jesus. Amen? So I'm going to lift him up, even when my arms are tired. <laughs> yeah, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Take that as you will. Lift him up. So are you, are you showing people that you are willing to raise this banner of victory, even when it doesn't seem like victory is happening all around you? Are you throwing in the towel, or are you throwing up the banner? Jehovah Nisi. Everyone say Nisi. If you think literally, a banner draws your attention. I'm sure when you walked in here, you might have noticed this thing, right? But, um, I mean, you know, maybe someone waving a banner, your eyes are drawn to that, right? It, it's an attention grabber. So, did you know that no matter what, you're actually... You're lifting a banner up in your life through your situations, through your struggle, through your victory, whatever. You are raising a banner. So the question is, what banner are you raising up? Are you waving a banner of what you're against? The world is going crazy. You feel like you need to make your statement and put your foot down on Facebook, you know? And so you're like, hey, this is what I stand for. This is my opinion, you know, waving that banner. Or you're having a bad day. Here's my banner of disappointment. Or you're in the middle of a struggle. Here's my banner of anxiety. But all we're called to do as Christ followers is lift up the banner of Nisi, right? The Lord, my banner. He is my victory. Come on, seriously, we got to get this, all right? Because in the middle of the struggle, sometimes the last thing we want to do is say, well, you know, the victory is in Jesus. But we got to be able to, to be at such a point to where even when it doesn't look like it all around us, even when we don't feel like it, even when we're tired, we're going to raise our arms and lift up the banner that represents victory. Amen? Moses noticed that when he put his arms down, when the banner was no longer lifted, God's people began to lose. So you've got to establish in your heart that you will praise him in the storm, that you'll lift him up in the battle. When you get a bad report from the doctor, or maybe your marriage is on the rocks, whatever it looks like for you, you've got to decide and establish that in your heart, that the victory is in Jesus. Now, it doesn't mean just throw caution to the wind, right? You've got to work. You've got to try your best. You've got to, but at the end of the day, you've got to wave that banner of victory. You've got to claim that for yourself because Jesus claimed it for us. So we can walk in it. Remember, we talked about that at the beginning. 
So I've heard this said once before, and, and it's so amazing. Jesus plus nothing is everything you need. I'm like, let that sink in for a second. Jesus plus nothing is everything you need. It's his victory, amen? It's his victory. So how do we do that? Did you know that there are 10,080 minutes in a week? 10,080 minutes. And typically, you know, us in here, you know, in, if you go to church one time a week or so, that means of the 10,080, you're in church for about 80 of those minutes. So are you waving the banner of victory and lifting up Jehovah Nisi during the 80? Or are we inviting people to see what real victory in Jesus looks like for the rest of the 10,000? Because that is what's going to make the difference. We can come in here and have a good time. This is what I told our teens this week. Man, Rocktober was amazing. We can come in here and have an incredible time, party, lift up Jesus, and get loud. But if we're not showing people all around us that we are walking in victory, then it's all for naught. Right? So that's an invitation for us to walk out as much of that 10,000 remaining minutes of the week in victory and show people around us what that looks like. Amen? So we will not just be a church that survives. We will be a church that thrives because we've established the fact that this thing is not going to move forward unless we are raising this banner of victory in Jesus because it's not in us. It's nothing that we are doing that, that advances this church. It is all him, and we're just submitting to that process, whatever it looks like. Amen? Realize that you need Nisi. Another area we need to recognize the need for Nisi is not just in life situations, but within ourselves. So look at Galatians 5.17. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Now, to me, this is kind of a picture of what we just read in Exodus. There's two forces fighting each other, one good, one evil. Now, the battle that's going on inside of you, it's just, it's so real. It's more real than you can imagine. It's more real than this physical realm, the spiritual realm, right? But something that needs to be noticed from this epic battle scene in Exodus is that it didn't matter how hard Joshua and his men were fighting. And I got to believe these guys were fighting hard, like, they were, they were going for it. They were in it to win it. They were fighting hard. But we just read that all that mattered was that Moses was lifting his arms, the staff of God, the banner, Jehovah Nisi. That was the only key to their victory. And so what I gained from that is that we can try our hardest. We can fight, fight, fight. We can faithfully attend church and Bible study and small groups. But if we are not lifting up Jehovah Nisi in our daily lives, we will fail. We will lose. Jehovah Nisi must be lifted up in every area of our lives. And that is so hard, isn't it? Like, let's get real here for a second. That is hard to do. But we've got to get closer and closer to Jesus to where our trust in him grows, to where we realize, hey, even if it's not looking too good, I know with confidence I can raise this banner of victory. With confidence. Everyone say Nisi. Jehovah Nisi has to do with warfare. And in this instance, the warfare involved God's very own. Our God is willing to wage war on our behalf. Did you know that? That's amazing. The God... That, that created all things and knows you better than you know yourself. He's willing to wage war 
on our behalf. But you have to lift him up if you want to move forward. So have you established your trust in him? The Lord, our banner, desires to give you victory. Like look at that statement on the screen and just think on that for a moment. The Lord, our banner, desires to give us victory. Another interesting point in this story is that Moses got tired. Anyone feel tired right now? <laughs> My hand's up. <laughs> I've been hanging out with hundreds of teenagers the last four days, right? Seriously, Moses got tired. It's okay to be tired. But Pastor Jason, he always talks about how there's a difference between weariness and actual fatigue. Weariness is a spiritual state, right? But being tired is a physical state, and you've got to fight through that. But he was persistent. Moses knew what he needed to do. He was doing the right thing, but he still got tired because the battle waged on. The battle got intense. And so he knew what was right. He knew what he needed to do, and he even gave it his best effort. But even Moses, his arms could not even be lifted anymore. Have you ever been there before? Come on, let's get real with each other for a second. It's so hard to raise this banner of victory that we believe in when you are in the middle of the battle. When you look all around you and, and you really, really don't see hope anywhere. Maybe your situation is a heavy one. His arms got tired. He had Aaron and her on either side of him holding his hands up. I want you to, to picture this for a second. Moses, Israel's leader, he's up there and he's raising this banner, this staff of God. And as long as he did that, Israel was advancing. Israel was winning. But he was tired. And so he has, he has Aaron and her on either side of him. They give him a rock to sit on and then they help him hold his arms up. Now listen, you need to hear this. You need that in your life. You need godly friends. You need accountability. You need godly people to come alongside you in your moment of weakness and say, hey, don't stop praising. Don't give up. Here, let me help hold your arms up when you're in the middle of this thing. Let me help you lift up the victory to Jesus, even when you feel like you can't do it on your own anymore. You need that in your life. Moses needed it. Man. You need somebody around you, whether it's through an accountability partner or just a godly best friend. You need somebody who is willing to be in the thick of it with you. And whenever they're tired, too, they, they will be able to recognize that you are also tired or even weary. Grab your arms, lift them up towards God and say, hey, don't stop praising. Don't stop giving it up to Jesus. Don't stop believing that you are going to have the victory at the end of this thing. Amen? You need that around you. And let me tell you this. As much as you need that, you also need to be that. You need to be that to somebody else. We can't just enter into this relationship with God and then expect, you know, hey, now victory is in Jesus, so I'm just going to stroll through life, and then if I need something, there's going to be somebody around me to hold my arms up. No, it, it goes both ways. You need to be that for somebody else. And I'm willing to bet that there's somebody in your life that you can think of right now that could use their arms held up. They could use a reminder that victory is in Jesus. And maybe God wants to use you to remind them. So think about this real quick. Whose hands are you holding up? And who's holding up your hands? Whose hands are you holding up? And who's holding up your hands? So as you consider these things, 
Maybe you can't think of anybody. Maybe you can't think of somebody that you are currently helping with accountability or godly friendship. Or maybe the other way around, maybe you might be doing that for somebody, but you're looking around and you feel tired. You feel like this battle is waging on and, and you, you know what's right and you're trying your best, but you are tired and you don't have somebody around you. And so the prayer today is that God would remind us, hey, we need to be that for somebody, but we also need to allow godly people in our lives to be that for us. Amen? We're about to show a video, um, and it definitely has a, a youthy feel to it. It's one of our te- very own, one of our teens who did this, and this is so incredible, and I feel like her words are so perfect uh, for this theme of being established, for this theme of victory. And so I pray that you would open up your heart and hear what is being said. It may not be your cup of tea, it may not be your style, but man, the words are so powerful coming from a young person. And, and I pray that this encourages you and, and, and lifts you up and makes you realize that, hey, you have victory. It's called fearless faith. So let's check this out and then we'll close. We must hunt for the path we want. We shall confront, not be blunt to the dreams we choose. Yes, and when do we lose? But if we aren't trying, might as well be crying. Because we are undermining, not finding, quit thriving for the courage we need. You are the seed for what we need to feed generations young and old. But in order for that to happen, we must be bold. We make our dreams happen, but we get stuck in the trap, so we take a nap, but that's not brave. We need to face society, give God our anxiety, stop living with impriety. We will be humble, we will be kind, because in the end we will find a new beginning, which is in God, a reason for living. So we will keep giving, living, finding a way for others to see they went astray. Because in the sea of gray, they just need someone to say, it is okay. Even if it takes us every day, we'll find a way. So let's start living today. Even when your happiness seems to fade because you had a bad day, a loved one passed away, someone broke your heart an awful way. You don't have the money you need to pay. Whatever it is, I'm sorry. We all face tribulations, had situations, awkward confrontations, but tomorrow is a new day. We should learn a brand new start. Get away. I want you to stay and pray for a good day, even if it's not going your way. Just need to say, God, I'm sorry. It's the world's like living in safari. I'm trying to survive. And I know I'm living in sin. Lord, help me to stand up again. And I assure you, He will. You don't need to swallow those pills because you have prayer. Now that you're aware, you can meet and see God's beauty and things. But just so you know, you are his masterpiece. You are not overseen. You are loved and you have support from the one and only Lord. You are the cord. He is the anchor. You are the bread. He is the baker. You are the sinner. He is the forgiver. Whatever you endeavor, he will get you through the weather as long as you have faith. Because that is the base. Without faith, you don't know this religion. Life without faith just isn't worth living because Jesus had faith. He forgave on the cross that day with faith. And that's why we're saved. You're made forgiven. And that's why life is worth living. Now it's our turn to take a stand as we march hand in hand like a march band and the word of God is the song we play and maybe we play that song that changes people's lives they begin to see Jesus sacrifice and that their lives truly matter that they are not a bother and they get to see the light of God the Father and they get saved and that's why we're made to show the bright to the dark world around us fight faith to surround them because this world we live in can be a jungle gym but I know we will all make it because of him and that happiness we have from him will bring the lost in those who let their lights dim he will show us where to begin but if we do not do it imagine how many eternities will be ruined but that will happen because God is our captain he will help us make it happen so let's stand and cheer for we shall not have fear god is always here we will be a beacon of light to the people god puts in our sight and fight for more to join our band of eternal love and life Woo. It's awesome it's amazing jehovah nisi victory remember earlier we talked about what a banner was it wasn't necessarily a flag It was more of a wooden staff or a pole. 
Can I tell you today that the cross is a banner? <laughs> the cross was lifted up. The Bible says that, that when Jesus was lifted up, he would draw all to him. It's a rally point. It gives directions to the masses. It gives hope. And when it was lifted up, it was a sign of victory. Jehovah Nisi, our banner. Maybe you've not yet established that in your own heart. Maybe you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. And then through this talk that we've had and through some of the scripture, maybe you feel the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart right now and you realize you need that. You need that. So can we just bow our heads in this moment? And if you're in this place and that is you, and there's no better time to surrender your life to God than now. The banner of victory, the cross that was lifted, that can be claimed for yourself when you lift up your flag of surrender. And so right now, surrender your heart and exchange it for the banner of victory. If you're in this place and you need that relationship with Jesus, would you just raise your hand? And let's pray together right now. I'll give you just a moment, but man, don't put it off. Yeah, I see your hand in the back. That's awesome. Praise God. I see your hand as well. Thank you. Anyone else in this place? Awesome. You can put your hands down. Listen. Whether you're accepting Christ for the first time or rededicating your life. Maybe you've strayed away and you're just coming back to him. Open your heart right now. Invite him in. I'm going to say a prayer, but it's not my prayer that is saving you. It's your faith being placed in Jesus. So would you open up your heart? Say your prayer to him. Invite him in right now. Jesus, we love you so much. Thank you. Thank you that you've given us victory. The victory is yours, God. Jesus, we believe that you lived a sinless life so that you could be a perfect sacrifice on that cross to take away our sin, the sin of all mankind, that anyone who puts their faith, hope, and trust in you may be cleansed, Lord God, from unrighteousness. Now we believe that you died on that cross, but Lord, you didn't stay dead. You rose again, Jesus, to give us life, and we thank you so much for that. So Lord, help us to walk this thing out. Help us establish that in our hearts once and for all because you've established it once and for all on that cross. Victory is in you, Jesus. Everyone else, if you don't mind, could you just stand with me as we close together? Maybe, maybe you've been lifting up a banner in your life and in your situation, but it's not one of victory. Like maybe the banner that you've been waving and the banner that you've been lifting up isn't one that says victory in Jesus. Maybe the banner you've been lifting up is the banner of defeat, the banner of anxiety, the, the banner of depression, the banner of whatever it is. And can I tell you today that that's, that's okay because life happens. It's okay to not be okay, but what you gotta realize is, man, what Christ has done for us, he's given us this opportunity grab hold of his victory and lift it up even when we're tired even when it doesn't look like victory is happening around us we can grab hold of that and know with full confidence and complete faith that victory is in Jesus 
So right now, I just want to say a closing prayer over, over all of us, myself included, that God would encourage us, that he would encourage our hearts right now. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord, we thank you so much that victory is found in you, Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, my banner. God, whenever we feel like things are getting tough, when we're in the middle of a battle, we feel like giving up, God, would you remind us by the power of your Holy Spirit that you've already won, you overcame the world so that we could be overcomers, Jesus. So God, help us lift up this banner of victory. And God, when we are tired, Lord, when we are weary, would you put people around us to keep us accountable, to grab hold of our arms and encourage us to keep praising, to keep fighting, to keep lifting up your banner, Jesus. And God, may we be that for others as well. Encourage us to do that, Lord. And Lord, may we leave this place today with something to think about. Maybe thinking about who we can reach out to this afternoon with a phone call or a text. Encouraging them to continue to lift up this banner of victory in their lives. And Jesus, we love you so much. We thank you for the victory that you claimed this week in almost 50 lives of young people and the victory that just happened in a, a couple of people in this service, God. We give you praise for that. Encourage every heart, Lord. We love you so much. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. 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 Hey, listen, we love you guys so much. We hope you have an incredible day. If you gave your heart to Jesus, we encourage you to go out to the blue side of the tent, or you can even email us at startingpoint at thecoastlinechurch.com. We want to follow up with you. You're dismissed. We love you so much.